0: did you discover the medicine that your inner teen had? And how did you begin working with her?
1: Yeah, I knew about my inner teen for a long time. But I always was like kept her at arm arm's length, you know, Um, and she would pop up in times when I was like, full of rage. It was an anger thing. And I thought it was related to anger. And I actually started calling her EC enraged child, I was like my EC is up right now. Um, and I just kept calling her that. But yeah, um, she didn't really crystallize as a force for me until a few years ago when I was, um, I was actually in a couples therapy with my ex partner, who's actually like a dear friend to me now, uh, we're closer than ever, but we were in a session and I I was like, I could feel there was this part of me wanted to fight with her. Like I could feel this desire, like, no, I I want this. I want in, I want to go to battle with you, you know? And I, it was a powerful like awareness for me, like, wow, what is this part that really wants to battle? And what's that about? Like, what am I really fighting for? You know? And um, so that was kind of the beginning. And to be honest with you, I was blown away at how much the inner teenager was operating in my psyche without my awareness. And when I started to work with her, it was about listening. Like, what are you angry about? You know, what are you fighting for? Um, And her rage would be, you know, number one at my parents for feeling like she was forced into people pleasing and taking care of them. And she could never be authentic growing up. Like, it just wasn't allowed. And so that was what a lot of the rage was about. But there was also rage at me as her adult self, like kind of not listening as well. Like, so I was kind of perpetuating a similar thing by keeping her at arm's distance in much the same way that my own parents did. A real, like the climax I would say with my inner teen was when I was working very heavily with my therapist at the time as well. And she was really opening to my EC as well. We were kind of creating a space together therapist and I like okay EC we're ready we want to hear it all like lay it on us like we're here for you and there was one day when she just wanted to crawl into my lap she just I could just sense that my inner teen just wanted to be held and really just and I just said you can be in my lap as long as you want I'm here to hold you so it was like this moment of really welcoming the rage welcoming the anger and then feeling That she was still a kid, you know, and teenagers are still kids. And I think our society kind of teach looks at teens very with a contempt, Mm, almost like teens don't matter, teens are useless, they're like acting out, like dismissing their wisdom. Yes. And so one of the things I would say to EC was just like. I respect you so much. I respect your courage. Like my inner teen worked so hard to hold it all together through so much, like like way beyond her developmental capacity for my parents, for my brother, for and then just to get through the dysfunction of my family, create a career. Like my teen has been part of my fire. And I would say most recently, What I've healed with my inner teen has been around that fight, like, like in the fight sense of like the residue of trauma and helping her see that there's nothing to fight anymore. Like there's no scarcity anymore, you know, Yeah. the scarcity time is over, like scarcity of love, not, not enough love, not enough attention, not enough respect because she's getting it all now inside of me, from me, her inner mother. So I'm feeling that mother gap of what she didn't get from my own mother and making it safe to be courageous and powerful, um, but not in a fight. The fight's over, it's more like passion. Hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, it's like the alchemy of that.
0: I wonder, you know, it's interesting too, when you're, there's so much you said that I want to pick apart, but (laughs) when you're talking about the teens and how the media or how culture talks about the teens, it's like that dismissal. But it's also interesting because it's almost like teens control our entire culture because they are sort of determining what's popular on TikTok. They determine what's popular on social media. They often are the people that are advertised to the most because they're the most impressionable. So it's very interesting because totally there's like that paradox of like dismissal, but then also most marketing dollars go to teams. Yes. You know what I mean? They're like spending, you know, it's just, it's kind it's, of weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Thank you so much for bringing up that facet of
0: yes. the diamond, you know, yes. of the inner
1: team because it's like, I feel like that's what patriarchy does yes. just generally. Yes. You know, it it exploits. So it, it will take an idea. Yes. It will t- something that's organic and has life. And then it will like cannibalize it into a product. Yes. So yes. teens have medicine. Teens have medicine for these times. They are wise. There's like a lens through which the teen sees the world that's not yet crystallized into oppressor or oppressed sea, but like at that very powerful transition point where there's a lot of clear seeing happening, Um, but our culture hasn't figured out a way to place that. And so it's actually the beginning of when we get really ground down. I think I talked about this before about like the shame-based identity gets really locked in, in the teen years. Like we start to see through the lens of shame ourselves, our bodies, each other, and like patriarchy makes a lot of money on our shame. So I think that's why inner teens are so marketed to, it's because they're heavily manipulated. Yeah easily manipulated into feeling not good enough, needing to fit in. Um, So they're kind of, they're basically exploited. Yes, 100, Mm. that's what it is. It's like,
0: there must be, I wanna, I don't know if you know, but there must be something going on brain developmentally wise, Mm -hmm. where it's, and actually, you know what too, and not to like continue, down this road too far, but it's like, I wonder if the rage and their emotion gets exploited too, because it's such an emotional hormone filled time where you do feel that rage. So then it's like, that's getting exploited into like being the solution. So whether it's even numbing out on TikTok or social media or anything like that. So I I wonder if it's also, they exploit the emotions that teens experience. I feel like uh, video games, especially with like the violent video games and using that rage and that Mm -hmm. frustration Mm -hmm. and yeah.
1: Yeah, it's really sad because there's no solution. Like capitalism and patriarchy, they try to market a solution, but they actually, we just get on a treadmill where our shame is getting triggered. So it's like a shame cycle. We feel shame inside uh, based on whatever we went through, neglect or trauma-wise. We inherit a piece of shame as part of humanity, part of our growing. But then that gets like (laughs) triggered by the external, whether it's magazines or TikTok or Instagram or whatever. So we like, then we buy because we want to pr- we want to protect ourselves against the shame, but then when that shame doesn't go away, we're on another part of the cycle where we're trying to cope with the shame we feel through numbing out, whether it's food or internet binging or spending or like for a teenage when our teenagers get really triggered, it's usually stuff like reactivity, overspending, overeating, cheating on a spouse, like going outside our comfort zone. Cause what the teen really needs and overact, like a reactive teen needs an adult to help them organize and be like, I'm with you. I got you. Your feelings are legit and and I hear you. That's what an inner teen is kind of looking for is some kind of regulation, like to get regulated.
0: Yeah. Right.
1: So, but we're on the cycle where we actually just get on this shame wheel and it's very profitable in the kind of toxic culture that we live in. So that's why becoming aware of our shame. And I think that's what I like to say. It's about going from shame to sovereignty is where we stop listening to that shame voice. And we start to like be able to turn away from things because shame is no longer true for us. I think that's the opportunity in healing our inner teens.
0: Thank you so much for tuning in to Morning Microdose by Almost 30. We hope you enjoyed waking up.